0: My name is Fraser. My name is Mark. And we are the hosts of the geekiest show alive. To the outside world, we're ordinary geeks. But in the fab international studios, we talk comics and find other geeks
1: just like us. This This is Geek of the Week. Really?
0: Really? Welcome to Geek of the Week. You're on issue 48. Yeah. With your regular host, Fraser and Mark. I'm Fraser. And I'm Mark. Hello. Now, we're going to let you into a little uh, backstage seat behind the curtain. What's that? Huh? It's Fraser and Mark. Yeah. So, um, just a bit of, like I said, behind the curtain. We are recording this the same time we recorded last week's show. What? We are, yeah. Um, so basically what's happening is I'm going to the University of Kent to study multimedia journalism. So it's very similar stuff to this. It's been great uh, practice for it. But Kent at Manchester, kind of far away. And unfortunately, um, it means that I wasn't going to be able to record and all that. And we're going to go into more detail about the future of um, this radio show with the news. So basically we did two shows in one to sort of like we wanted to give something as, like a nice little thing. But before we get into all that, because I just realized we should probably start with the news.
1: So pretty. I'm too hot.
2: I need
0: photos of Spider-Man! So, you know the sounds of JJ and Jameson. It's time for the news on Geek of the Week.
1: And the news is you're leaving me.
0: And it's not like any other news. It's not really comic book news or anything to do with that. It's Geek of the Week news and radio show news. And we're basically... We covered that. You're leaving me. I realised I should have just played that and then explained. So, yeah, basically, I'm going to the University of Kent, which means, uh, unfortunately, this is uh, my last show on Geek of the Week. And it's actually... Snap a pay The last show of Geek of the Week for a while, but
1: if you've got, wait, 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 wait. If you've got
0: used to listening about all comic book goodness on a Saturday morning, have no fear, because Mark and a wonderful co host he had over the summer, Zach, are bringing you a new show. It's called Pull or Pass, and it's essentially, as uh, listeners of the show will know, we have a section called Pull or Pass, and it's that basically extended uh, it's going to yeah. be a lot more of a comics talk and it's it's a really exciting uh, project well, I'm not going to be there for it so no, I may as well let you talk I was about say, it more. that's my shtick I was going to pass it I was smoothly passing it right, over to okay.
1: you well, I, I was going to shout at you for leaving me but the reality is I am very I'm so pleased for you that you are you know living your dreams going the way you wanted to go you've always talked about and doing a masters and you know you go your... carry on Fine, you're an idiot. I'm glad you're going. Is that what you oh, want I just to just say? I keep it going. Well, then stop bloody jumping in on me. I just like singing. As, as sad as I am that you're leaving, not just the show but also Manchester. I, I, I knew I was on borrowed time. You did your three years at university, and you always knew you were going to be moving, moving on. Trying, so... you, and you always said you wanted to do a master's. So I guess I've been spoilt for a year. And we did 48 <laughs> of these shows. We nearly did 52. We nearly did fifty two. Oh. Nearly did a full year. So close. And I, I think it's been. A I lot could come of fun. back. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Do the other we'll Christmas always special. Well, we'd always love to have you on Polo Pass. Ah, oh, yeah. Going I would forward, love to be on th- Polo. I think. Up. I think we're going to look at doing guest hosts. Maybe not for the first few months or so. Yeah, get the get format established. Settled. But um, the reality is, when you when you came to me and said, "Do you want to do a comic book show?"
0: I was like, "I haven't got time." I said for one week, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I can commit to this. And I was like, because Geek of the Week at one point was just going to be me getting a different geek in each week. Um, that, was a, that would have been hectic, so hard. Right?
1: I, I, when, when, when I did the summer stuff with the 10 shows where you are in America, I was like, I'd like a new guest host every week. And I was planning on doing it. And that was super tough. It's like herding cats,
0: and unless you know, you're unless you're in like a community, like um, there's a lot of like comedians that do podcasts, and they like obviously get a different like person in each week, different guest.
1: But they have the. But freedom... But they have
0: like a they have you know a constant circuit or whatever. Yeah, and they and, also
1: have the freedom of a portable studio. They take their gear with them. We yeah. we record in the Fab Radio International Studios. Yeah, and the, the, and it's we've, also we got is, over that
0: with like pre-recorded segments that's not quite the same and also we have like um, it's timely stuff because it's like we'll talk about the news that week we'll talk about comics out that week if you talk like most shows get away with like oh I can record like 10 and then I've got 10 shows for 10 weeks at least and then with us it's like no, because uh we need yeah. to fit we, it in between a Wednesday or a Saturday. Been a kind of hybrid radio
1: show and um podcast show where we deliberately made it quite radio I, I, I definitely talk like I'm a radio host, whereas you talk like a podcast host. And yeah. I feel like we with the music that I, I've always preferred, the show with the music in, and you've always preferred the podcast edited down version. So for me, I think we've always we've always been a hybrid show. Yeah, but because we're a radio show and a podcast, but because we're a radio show, we have been potentially more topical than we might have been if we were recording just i don't know just trade-off once once a month or something like that and having like
0: a monthly podcast where we
1: did the trade-off section we have talked
0: about like splitting our segments into like just podcast versions like maybe doing like a podcast like a new show weekly as a podcast, doing trade-off as a monthly or weekly podcast thing and then like pull up past is becoming a um a full-blown show which you know what to be fair it it feel like it will benefit from because you know we get into when we started pull or pass we were talking for 10 minutes about free books now we're talking about a good half an hour 40 minutes and And when when I talked with Zach in pull or pass over the summer it was similar that was a huge section of the show on the two shows I did with Zach and you can expand it more as well because there's so much more beyond pull or pass like you can do like previews or like you can do like you know updates on what your pull is because we we put so much stuff on our pull or we pass on it that we don't actually like a Okay, this is my pool. Law. And you can do, like, suggestions as well. Suggestions are always cool, and, like, getting yeah. to know other people's pools and
1: but then so with the essential format of pull or pass is it's an hour show it's a simpler show than geek of the week it will be just there'll be a very brief discussion in the news it won't be the in-depth stuff that you and i do because there won't be time for it we're both zach and i were are into music so we're both going to play a song at different points in the show but the main meat is picking three comic books that week yeah. and discussing them like we do in the pull or pass section or yeah, did exactly. in the pull or pass section of geek of the week well at the, at time of recording we still do <laughs> well yeah we did six last week yeah and oh. by last week i mean in our, a in our timeline <laughs> about half hour ago I know, yeah. and then after that it it will basically be the full show and i like i like the idea of it being a radio show that is Super topical, super up to date. Like yeah. like Geek of the Week has for most of the segments. Obviously trade off was well, the exception of that and the mysterious fourth segment that we hardly ever did was also an exception.
0: We did it a lot before I left for America.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. But, um, so, puller Pass is going to be a simpler show. It will be discussions of that week's comic books, and we'll also, which we don't currently do on puller Pass, we'll also tell you what comic books we're going to read next week, so you can That's pick them movie. up if you want to, and so you'll have read them read by along, the time it yeah. airs on the Saturday. It'll be a similar thing where we pick up our comics on a, on a Wednesday, we'll read them, we'll record on a Thursday, and then we'll broadcast on Fab on a Saturday, and we'll have the um the podcast and mixed cloud versions up on sunday so you'll be able to buy that week's comic books read them before the saturday and listen in having actually no knowing what comic books we're actually going to read yes that's that's a slight change to the format which i think is it's
0: it's more about the focus of the show on that week's comic books yeah and you still you're still getting like your comic book comic booky goodness that with like that thing and yeah no i'm glad that we've managed to like keep going with keep a connection with fab radio and like with and they've been well, good to us th- yeah we, we've
1: had we've had a fab time and we hope you have too well don't <laughs>
0: don't stop the show now no dear but you My know what goodness. i mean and that's th- the keyword word <laughs> and then i press the button and, and it goes yeah. oh great, great scott. scott no don't be doing great scott right now <laughs> what are you
1: doing i think we both had slightly different visions of what we wanted the show to be but I think the fact that we both had different visions ended up meant that we were united by a mutual love of what we created together and I'm pretty sure that that's going to carry on with Zach and myself yeah definitely I enjoyed I enjoyed his company so much when I had him as a guest host over the summer and we've been friends for a long long time and he's so much more of a comic book nerd than me so uh, he will carry on the nerdery that you have that oh, um and he's he's a little bit more balanced in his comic book taste as well yeah. except he really 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 likes valiant he oh, reads really? all the valiant comics. So um there may be a few more valiant, valiant Indies valiant. thrown on there. <laughs> yeah. But th- th- that's no different to my one image damn, balance. I think how much of we valiant we've done. I think we'll be fighting over image versus valiant because we're going to try and keep the Marvel one Marvel one DC one one indie. But yeah. I don't think we're going to be as strict as you were Fraser. What do you mean strict? Yeah, you, uh, you never let me have like a
0: Marvel special. I had to do that on the summer when a you were away. One. No, we did do. A Ma- we did a Marvel one where It was like it was oh we did all, with like, all, the, it, all the um amalgams. oh they were awful yeah no yeah we've done stuff like that i just like a balance now i'm like Thanos. yeah we're gonna try and balance it as much as we can but the reality we is we could probably just do like
1: marvel dc image Valiant. <laughs> we could well we probably could actually but i think i mm-hmm. think marvel than- D- i think marvel dc indie is 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 the general format we can it's always chuck format. in a fourth block general if we format. decide we want yeah, to
0: exactly it's like we say every time it's usually free sometimes more. it's usually three yeah it's usually three. Uh, yeah i'm i'm, I'm get that on a t-shirt
1: I I, I I think the one hour show
0: returning to that format as much as the f- how the... mad is it that we used to do one hours i can't get my head around no. it because we can't even do news <laughs> no.
1: no i think i think um the the one hour to the two hour transition for geek of the week needed uh well, the, the victim was brevity you blither but then again so do i sometimes i think that brings character but to it, I, it there. I do feel like it allowed more creativity and it stopped us getting frustrated at the lack of time we had yeah. and allowed think, more riffs and griffs yeah and it allowed
0: more music for me it allowed more talking for you being in reality yeah, it's a good balance
1: and i think the
0: i didn't the, have you frantically waving your hands at me. Uh
1: it was you you were a nightmare <laughs> I just I
0: think it brings
1: I think that it was the right flair. decision. I think it was the right decision for Geek of Week Geek of the because it allowed Geek us both. Geek of Week. Geek, that was Geek, proper northern. Geek, Geek of Week. Geek at week. It was the it was the right decision at the time for Geek of the Week because it allowed us both to um, progress what we wanted to do and it, 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 both of our creativity to kind of flower a bit. But we don't need a two hour show for pull up pass. Not. And it's gonna Pull up pass. Pull or pass. <laughs> pull up pass, love. Yeah, yeah, so if it's
0: you if you, listen, if you want to listen to Geek Up Week, stop. Uh, it. It's very important to spell out. So it'd be Geek and then O. Just no, no, not no. week, not week. Loads of apostrophes. Loads of apostrophes. Just from everywhere in there and in between. <laughs> geek the, Up Week. The thing about Geek of the Week is it was basically
1: us recording our friendship. <laughs> yes, yeah, nice. We're not. Be nice re, to listen back to it. We're not traditional radio presenters in as much as any of it was created it was just we're both like comics yeah and we've both been friends for years we have a unusual a v- a friendship dynamic as well like, yeah I feel and like dynamic
0: as personalities and also as comic book fans there's a wide variety of fan base and, there and as a millennial and and a Gen extra, i yeah. think we we
1: we we both just embrace something we love we both had the kind of conversations we would have had in the pub yeah and i think i don't even think we dialed our friendship to 11. uh, we just 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 the way it is we just switched on the the mic yeah we just switched on the
0: microphones and chatted and and wound each other up a bit i have to credit you as a gen xer because usually what um happens in this world is a millennial like myself and a baby bloomer will argue and then a gen Xer will just watch and happily laugh along but you as a Gen Xer, you got involved in <laughs> Well, I think as a Gen X, I'm on
1: the tail end of Gen X, so my, my attitudes tend to be a little more millennial, but with a heavy, heavy dose. Is it dance, Zenit? Z- z- zennial zennial. is the term, yeah. It's pretty cool. That's people born around uh, 76 to 80, 82. And, um, 18. I, 82. Okay. Rude. <laughs> and, uh, but so I, I, I tend to... Got him! <laughs> I tend to be as royally screwed over as any other Generation X person but I, I tend to have more slightly more millennial technology more, slightly more millennial um, tendencies mille- yeah millennial attitudes towards life I, uh, it's, it's described as having an analogue childhood and a digital adulthood whereas for you it was always a digital life mm-hmm. you've never you, you, you never had tapes um, did you have a tape deck Probably really?
0: somewhere hidden in the house. You know, you know, you know in that room. It, in the room, no one uses. It,
1: when, when CDs were launched, I remember yeah. that, and I remember my first CD single. Oh. it was on the ropes
0: oh, by I, the uh, by the Wonder Stuff. I did buy a tape for your car that used to play tapes? Yeah. Oh no, my I goodness! It, a very was, old car. it was. It was and Deck, wasn't it? You bought me anti and deck, yes, you did. Let's get ready, ready, let's get ready, ready, let's get ready to rumble. What does wrap them up? But, uh, oh, my goodness. Going back to our friendship and the way we've
1: presented the show, if we bicker, it's a proper bicker. It's just you and me bickering. It's funny. And do you remember when we had that legitimate argument and you had a massive tantrum on
0: air? No, it was over Star Wars, and you were like, "Wow!" Oh no, you, you were ref- pecking, man. Like, you mm-hmm. refused to talk. And yeah, because I, like, I was in the right, and you were like, mm-hmm. "I was like,
1: but 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 dead air, Fraser. Can't okay. But that's but that's what I mean. It is our just friend, just our friendship for real that we've had the privilege of broadcasting every Saturday morning for
0: 48 weeks. Yeah, well, gl- glad you brought 38 that. 38 weeks. Glad you brought that.
1: Well, no, so don't
0: nice. don't give me no dead air. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, getting out.
1: Well, I I think Zach's going to be more reasonable
0: than you. I've made the right choice. Whoa. I'm glad I'm leaving you. (laughs) Don't leave me. Stay. And I'm never never coming back. I took advice from Scar. Leave and never come back. Stay. Stay, want you to stay Well, at least come and visit well, Yeah, true
1: And we will have you on on Polo Pass, I think Oh, no nice. You're one of the few people that I think we could convince to read comics in a couple of days and come on the Yeah, show that's a us.
0: very, uh, it's a quick turnaround Yeah it Wednesday is a, to Thursday It is a quick turnaround Which is why I want to shout out, like, uh, Travelling Man They Absolutely. made life so much easier for us Like, we can pick it up usually the Tuesday or the Wednesday and they always have us there sorted Instead of you know just frantically going to the store and being like, oh, they don't have what we have. What should we pick? Uh, I guess this. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Uh, whereas now it's like can we have it all set
1: up. Um, yeah, and they 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 are continuing their sponsorship of pull or pass when we move to that format with yeah. the new host, which is really good of them. And we, I I can't say thank you enough. It's
0: it that that level Incredible. of support for the show is just brilliant. And support and, as well from Fab Radio as well. Like, yeah, absolutely. Too, Good, good little Manchester. Fab
1: Radio thing. and Travelling Man, brilliant people, what a brilliant combo. places. Tune in to Fab Radio and Visit buy your Travelling comics Man? from Travelling Man. Manchester, Leeds, Simple as Newcastle or York. Th- these are the kind of people that support the little people who've got a dream and a vision and, I think and it, allow them to flourish and that that's worth recognising.
0: I think it's a community thing as well, isn't it? Like a whole comic book community and that yeah. whole the whole mythos of like fab radio is embrace the alternative in comics kind of alternative
1: we um, you know you and i are pretty alternative as comic book geeks go i'm not sure we're the stereotypes really i don't think so and i i think that the show benefited from that the fact that we are two unique personalities with two very different lives two very different backgrounds two very different ages let's be honest and i think we I, I really feel like Geek of the Week was something special. And I hope. I'm going to leave all the stuff up online. I, I hope people continue to listen to cool. it. I hope
0: people go back and listen back Could to Could you me. imagine? It comes back a cult classic and they're just like, what? It stops now? You know, when people binge. To be fair, you they've know. got 48 episodes to listen to. To be fair, what I do like to do, and I did this uh, last week because. No. A couple, well, whenever the Jacob episode was for you, for your, for two the li-
1: weeks ago when no, this is broadcast, I mean, yeah, for
0: the listeners' time's sake, I did do a thing because we talked about like, oh, do you remember that first issue we had or whatever? And I did listen back to a our first one and B mine and Jacobs, and it was like it's so interesting to see where Geek of the Week's come from, like yeah. the student radio thing of us. Literally, it was like a Skype call. It was like, are we, on? are we on? I think we're on. Well, this is Geek of the Week. To <laughs> us being like. Also going, welcome to Geek of the Week. And I'm still trying to work out the beginning spiel that I'm going to do. And obviously now I feel like the beginning spiel's like, yeah, we've got it down. We've got that. But, what it's, but I listened
1: it's, to your stuff with Jacob.
0: Uh, I listen to it
1: every week. And I genuinely enjoyed the dynamic that you and Jacob had on the, on the uh, student radio version of yeah. Geek of the Week. And it's completely different to the dynamic that you and I
0: have. And it'd be different to the one you and Zach have. It's exactly it's, right. It's really cool. And I reckon these will be like, even if no one listens to him or no one listens back to him, I'll listen back to him and he'll be like, oh, that's a fond,
1: and that's that's the a fond memory.
0: Um, whatever
1: you do in future, whether you come back here, whether you move on to another city. We, or a we, country. Or another country. Spoiler. maybe <laughs> Or another country or whatever you decide to do. I think this is something that I will genuinely treasure
0: oh me too me too
1: and it's out there
0: on the internet's forever, forever. as well that's the society we live in everything yeah. we make now it's on
1: spotify out. the fact that i'm on spotify kind of blows
0: it? my mind i always find that it's like oh, i can just find a show on spotify or apple or I like mean, having oh, looked at the um the
1: listening figures you know we're we're, <sighs> we're, we're, we're not we're, we're not post
0: Malone well, we're not we're, we're not, not Ed Sheeran we're not Ed Sheeran on nice Spotify nice reference to post Malone I was not expecting you to but go there still, did release a new album it's yeah, dope but we are s- dope
1: ugh but it's we, really good we are still on Spotify and we are on Spotify forever <laughs> whether they like it or not and that's that's something that even
0: like a couple of years ago I'd have been like nah that's not happening hmm. that's not Mad. happening imagine telling us two on the first week I'd mm-hmm. be like, whoa, there how much do we have to pay? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's the thing. We're on Spotify for free as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Anchor is the... Uh, Highly recommend. If yeah, we, a, we use
1: Anchor. They're dead good and they're free. If and you've they're got brilliant. a
0: podcast or radio show you want to expand, and I think, Anchor.
1: I think if anyone's listening to this that has ever thought, do a do a podcast, do a radio show. Go for it. Just Go make, for it. Just make the thing. Make it and use Anchor
0: and that's the only way you're going to learn from it like the first shows that we did student radio or this one they're never going to be perfect and the only way you get to where you're going is from just doing the thing and like learning from it you're never going to learn from like reading 5,000 articles about it or listening to People talk about, like, this is how you make a successful thing. It's just giving it a go. It's like anything in life. It's like you can't learn to ride a bike without actually hopping on a bike.
1: And the reality is mobile telephones, everybody's got one, and there is a um, good enough recording software to put out a,
0: you
1: know, not the best podcast ever. We've had to do that at times. Yeah, and it's it's good enough. It's, It's not great, but it's good enough. And Audacity is editing software that you can download for free. And... If I can use audacity then most people as can use Zillenial. audacity as a zenial. but uh, I, I, you know I'm, I'm not computer illiterate but neither am I particularly good with computers so if I can use audacity anyone can learn how to use it just I think
0: you have the audacity to make those accusations you've got you've got a mate you can use that and for you an think you've got audacity. something
1: unique like Fraser and I do
0: yeah
1: get a podcast recorded that's what my mate Malachi J Matthews did with his mate Hollywood Fletch and they're
0: doing Super Tuck Film Club which they cannot be their real names they're not <laughs> they're not um, no one's but no one has a baby and goes I'm going to call you Hollywood <laughs> no that's not his real name
1: but um, and they, oh, they, they're doing a great a great podcast that's loads of fun that I've guested on loads of time and I always have a whale so check out Supertack Film Club that is recorded in
0: Malachi's living room with a mobile phone This should not and you be. can't tell I was going to say We call this a new section. This is should be the plug section because we have we have plugged so much. Why wouldn't we? We've we've made
1: some good friends and we've had a lot of fun over over uh, over the last forty eight. Well, basically the last year
0: we've had a fab time. It's trade off. Still out of tune for the last time. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's Train Off. Yes, it is. Uh,
1: Last ever Trade Off. Uh,
0: Quite. Why is it playing again? Uh, see, it doesn't want it to end. It's no. just going to keep playing. If I keep playing it, then it never ends. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> this segment of the show called Trade Off. So, Mark and I. Have, we've mentioned this in the show: different tastes when it comes to like comic books and different personalities in life. So we thought of a cool little segment to do in this one would be sort of almost like a book club between ourselves. So each yeah. week, um, or whenever we do, <laughs> whenever we do trade off, we give each other um, a book to read. So sometimes I'd give Mark a book, Mark would give myself a book, and it's it's been really nice because sort of like you know we've got to see the other person's interests and stuff like that. And it's most of the time it's books that we have been interested in, but we've not. E- like, we've not actually gone out to read them, so like someone else has given it to us, or it's like an area of comics we wouldn't really go to. So, I think it's, I feel, it's been a great experience in yeah, that. If, like if we're doing a retrospect, yeah, I feel like it's
1: expanded my taste in a lot yeah. of ways, and um, I've given stuff a go that I simply wouldn't have given a go. Definitely, and, yeah. And with the exception of the books that you Same. deliberately gave me to wind me up, and ah, knew that there was never a Power chance. Rangers and Justice yeah, League. Yeah. <laughs> That, you know you gave me some stuff that I was like eh about i sure and then I bad. came out of them really liking them yeah I'm with, sure. with the exception of I think you Power Rangers was one and there was another one that you deliberately gave me because you knew it would wind me up and it did yeah. <laughs> and I you know in, in a similar vein I deliberately gave you horror books because I knew it would scare you because yeah, that's cheers. funny
0: cheers that mate anytime bud really really appreciate that just because the
1: show's over doesn't mean you don't have you, you know I can lend you loads of uh, scary mm, stuff
0: yeah Woo. Scary love stuff. it scary stuff love it and then trade-off might come back as like we mentioned earlier on the show it might be like a monthly thing might be a weekly thing weekly is kind of intense but yeah there's no got, reason why we can't make it a podcast if you've got a group thing going who knows who knows so if you do like trade-off you can start a campaign <laughs> imagine <laughs> imagine um, and many many fans yeah A nice little touch for the last trade-off is it's neither mine or Mark's choices. It's a book suggested to us by a fellow geek. And do you want to... I'll let you do that. Yeah, in my day job, um, I got chatting to someone who
1: um, is into comic books as well, told him about the show, and um, he said he'd tune in. And I was like, okay, cool. And he did. So the next time I saw him... He came in saying, "I've listened to loads of your shows now, yeah. and um, do you know that Alan Moore isn't always bleak?" And I said, "Yeah, he is." And he said, "Well, I'm going to lend you this." So he lent me a copy of Top Ten, saying yeah. to say that um, Alan Moore isn't always bleak.
0: And um, it was a nice as well because we did like a messages of the multiverse, didn't we? It was like, who, which book would you lend to someone yeah. for someone's getting to get into comic books? I remember you mentioning um, this person, Mark, like lending you this and be like, oh, I yeah, yeah. check out this. So yeah. Uh, and
1: it's doing... something we've been meaning to do for a while, is actually put in top ten, yeah. which Mark's co- this, this chap, Mark is his name, he lent me his copy, I read it and I pass it on to Fraser, who's now read it, and we've always meant to do top ten as a kind of
0: like trade-off where yeah. it wasn't either of our choices, it was a listener's choice and that's really. I think it was kind of fitting that it was the last one as well. Yeah. It was a nice sort of um, touch. So yeah. So thank 10. you, Mark. and. Yeah, yeah. um, it was definitely an interesting choice. I'd, I'd never heard of it. No, no, me neither. And it's like um, I mean, it's less surprising for me, but for for yourself as well. You're a big Alan Moore fan, yeah. so it's kind of um, it must be incredible. It's always great when you find out one of your favourite writers has done something you've not. I was like, yeah, oh,
1: I thought I read it all. Well, looking at the the book that Mark lent me, it's um, it's a 19 year old book. Oh. So this story itself it can is probably drink 20... in the UK. In yeah,
0: Canada. yeah.
1: It's probably 2020 twenty two years old without look even looking it up if the trade is nineteen years old. That's uh, so you know so it can drink in America as well. And and you know, he's had this book for that long and he still trusts me to lend it me, which you know I'm incredibly grateful Good about.
0: Good guy. <laughs> but nice. Yeah. yeah. So Initial thoughts.
1: Well initial thoughts was it's pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the first issue features dementia cop death suicide and and, and like evil lawyers that's that, that, that that's not light
0: <laughs> maybe it's this uh, Mark's interpretation of light it's like well compared to other Alan Moore stuff oh, compared to other Alan Moore it's not that dark
1: but it's still pretty dark it's, uh,
0: yeah we're having bleak times here. <laughs> uh, well, last week was a whole bleak of the week, and it's the bleaks just continuing. No,
1: it's not. <laughs> no, it wasn't. There's, it wasn't that. There's bleak, a lot so. of humour. There's a lot of fun yeah. in this book, but dogs. But I did, and there is a dog. It's yes, a dog.
0: do you like dogs? That's my one note. Dog who's in? He's in this. City, like at first, you think it's a human who's just got a dog face, but it's actually a dog that's in this robotic. <gasps> yeah, this so cool, and that's a big reveal as well because like, there's this woman who's like, um. She has like this symbiote on Technically she's always naked But no one can ever tell Because they always see the symbiote But the dog's colour blind So he does see her naked And he goes Yeah but I'm a dog Do you look at a dog and think Oh yeah that's attractive I'm looking at you and going No you're a human And I was like That was a nice little character development Between the two Because this dog is a captain Yeah of top ten. <laughs> but yeah, the, at one point his um, exoskeleton is, is broken and you actually just see this dog, dog telling all these people what to do. This is so funny. I'm like, brilliant. Yeah. Love it. should probably explain what... To, so to, like, this oh, yeah, wor- we should explain this, it wor- this world is essentially like... Everyone's got superpowers in some kind of way. And the top ten is sort of like a police force of like ten individuals like who are like sort of... Top ten's the name of the precinct. Yeah, they're sort of like the one who are, you know police officers taking care of the the city because you know there's those su- there's other superpower beings it's not the everywhere
1: they moved it's almost like a strange take on a ghetto where everybody who moves. has superpowers lives
0: in this one big city sort of like the recent detective pikachu where like all the pokémon yeah. and humans go there yeah. um or if you love the inhumans it's like that they all go to that moon yeah or if you're an anime fan it's very much like my hero academia because that show i've been watching it recently um, everyone's got a quirk, which is basically a superpower. And they have, like, a whole school where, like, people... It's called UA. Um, and those are people who train there to be superheroes and stuff like that. But then there are villains out there who use their quirk for that. So reading this, I was like, oh, this is this is cool because I was watching this and now this is happening and it... I suspect this is older than this my a, Hero Academia. I though. don't know, you know, because the anime, the manga will probably be... A bit older maybe but the guy is a huge comic book fan he's a huge spider-man fan and um the main character is known as nickname is like green spider-man it's it's partly why i got into it Fair um <laughs> but it's it's it is an interesting thought of like because obviously Inhumans have done it my hero and this book are doing it it's like what would this world be like if we all had superpowers and stuff like that or like you'd you'd hate to be the one who had a terrible power yeah could you imagine you're, you're you're the one that can turn grass blue yeah or something oh something daft or like a superpower that is like oh you can run really fast but you get really like you get seriously dehydrated or like you you've need, got asthma yeah that's a good one that's a stephen king thing in it like yeah. he did a novel like that but yeah it's a really cool world to sort of immerse stuff in and yeah. that's what i was behind I was it's like, a nice oh, I concept this. the world and dog there is a dog. There's my big the, um, takeaway. But
1: I, I think the first thing I really noticed was, um, as much as it's maybe a, a slightly different subject matter for Alan Moore, it's still very Alan Moore in as much as it's meaty on the text. Yeah. It is very kind of dialogue and text heavy. And um, the, the, there are no full page spreads in the entire in the entire book, and there, there's a lot of very tight panels. It's um, it's the kind of comic book that I feel a little bit sorry for the artists because they kind of have to fit their artwork around, around the, the huge words. amounts <laughs> of Alan Moore text. There's, there's just no space for full pages of stuff. <laughs> Imagine if they just went. Do you just want to write a book, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. It does. It does kind of. This is why a lot of Alan Moore stuff is it's adapted i think even though he doesn't like it happening it it almost feels like it's written dialogue wise it's written for a screenplay the screenplay yeah absolutely right and that that, that's something across all of alan moore's books not just this one yeah but i I definitely spotted that it was a similar pattern in the style of writing even if it was a different subject matter to usual and um my first note is toolbox has the kind of powers i love (laughs) i'm much more about the people who get good at martial arts or find a yeah, thing that they they, tra- they use train yeah and um i'm a, I'm a massive rpg player and i um, long long time ago i played a character that essentially had these powers um i played a toy maker who um you know if you hit him once he was dead but if he sicked his giant teddy bear on you you're in trouble
0: uh, and um I'm,
1: I'm a weirdo i play lots of rpg games but, but um other people were playing like mages with firepower and, and i was playing this little old man with deadly <laughs> toys and i, I loved toy funny. box i thought she was cool and um i loved blind shot i thought he was hilarious yeah and um, a blind taxi driver who has these weird blind powers that aren't really all that powerful yeah. and he probably shouldn't be driving a taxi no, no um and there were some lovely little touches like there was there's some children some mean kids frying bugs in our world they'd be frying bugs with a magnifying glass in this world they were frying bugs with with their own superpowers it was was just a nice little a nice little touch
0: that kids are still kids people are still people even even if they can fly yeah yeah totally i liked the main character as well robin i thought that was cool yeah and there was a nice little sneaky reference to uh robin and it was like i think it's like the tune titans or something. no the teen tunes or something or the yeah. tune titans and i was like hey nice there was some reference there.
1: there was some cheeky little references a lot later on there was um because obviously the norse gods aren't copyright so yeah every single comic book publisher could, in theory, have a version of Thor, and Marvel couldn't do anything about it. True. So, in this, there's a version of Thor, and Baldor, and other people like that, and that's
0: definitely a, um, a middle finger to Marvel, I think. Oh, I think a cheeky wink and a nod. Maybe not a... Uh, 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 it's,
1: it's Alan Moore.
0: I, I, I think it's somewhere in between the two, perhaps. Or three. Wink, cheeky nod, and then... <laughs> yeah. Wow.
1: And, um, but what I feel about this book is it's got a real cop show feel. Definitely. Despite the superpowers, yeah, it's yeah.
0: still very much a cop Cops, show. Yeah. And even, like, the wacky characters, because they're all... It's not just that they've got superpowers. It's a... There is someone who seems like an alien with a symbiote. There is a dog... Like, and there's there's all these people, and it's like it's not just that they're humans with superpowers, it feels like it's a it is very much like it lives in the comic book world, but it's a cop show. It's yeah, it's cool the way it managed to mix the two genres together. It's an amalgam, yeah, yeah. It was a really cool way of um mixing two amalgam genres together in a comic book format as well, yeah, which is really cool. Because um, usually when it's comic books and superheroes, that's the focus. But, like, it was, we'll throw in cops as well. Why not? Throw yeah, the, but the um, the the way the
1: book was put together was, a, I wouldn't go as far as old-fashioned style, but, again, it's 19 years old. They published the... It might have
0: been that style.
1: Yeah, yeah. Present style. They published the front cover and then you quite clearly see what the cliffhanger was then they published the front cover of issue 2 etc and yeah. you see you see exactly how it would have been in its original comic book format and that allowed me to like see just how cool the cliffhangers
0: were yeah yeah those cliffhangers so
1: cool. i mean it, it's, it was it's, like it's an comic episode, books, it was like a of
0: a cop show as well it's yes like, cuz you get your resolution and at the end it's like the bill like sets up what's happening yep.
1: next yeah, and I, again, I, I, they were great. Um, they, they, they. It's kind of like you know the must have one more chapter thing. Yeah. And it, it felt, it felt like the kind of book that the cliffhangers left you absolutely having to read the next oh, issue. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so so I did. I which read did it all it, in one sitting, despite
0: it, the fact it was a meaty Allen. I was going to say, which is a big issue, a big issue. Wait, because you are like, oh my goodness, but there's so many words to read, but I want to keep going. Yeah. This. It's all about that stamina, reading stamina, and Not going reading. back to the cop show vibe. But I, I
1: felt like the supporting characters, the criminals and the lawyers, were so good. Yeah, you you don't see Real them in every. In ep- you don't see everyone in every episode, like you wouldn't see every character background character support character in a cop show yeah. But I, mean, I particularly liked large marge and blind shot that i mentioned yeah. before and um fishman the shark lawyer
0: I oh mean, that was cool because it was a good take on like oh it, lo- it was a physical representation of yeah. a lawyer like you know the whole animalistic it's like,
1: such an obvious it's a loan shark. Yeah. it's such an obvious metaphor i saw that and i
0: was like oh yeah that's clever
1: but it doesn't mean obvious doesn't necessarily mean it's not good it's so blatant and that the the fishman is fundamentally unlikable personality wise if he'd been a human he'd have been unlikable but the fact that they've made him into a shark someone who preys on the weak someone who's a predator someone who would be a perfect lawyer it's it's just i just loved that i really loved that fishman was a Fish right. <laughs> was a shark. Shark,
0: and it was it what? was so well done. It was clever. It's clever. I wonder what other animals you could bring to different jobs.
1: But that's the thing. Fishman was the, the, An the, the, the owl world... for a librarian. He could. And... I'm just thinking for you. But so I mean, th- this world established gently that there are dogs who can talk and have superpowers, yeah. but there are also kind of hybrids, mutant human. Um, beings yeah. animal beings like fishmen and it didn't get too Simiton, caught up in Ninja turtles in it like they separated yeah. that whole yeah it didn't get too caught up in everybody's background and how it all happened it was like yeah. all of that here's background world, has happened just ages it, yeah. ago here's the world this is everything that's in it and i think Which it benefited fr- from that. You in it yeah yeah so the the other thing i wanted to mention was um there was a character called Sergeant Jax, and her power was fading in and out. And I, for the first few when issues... When they did it for
0: the art, that was good. Did you think it
1: was a printing error? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Because I was her, like, that's the, cool. The text of her, the way she spoke faded in and out as yeah. well as her. And for the first couple of issues, I thought... Ah uh, this is just an old book it's faded in and out <laughs> and I didn't even notice it that's funny and then when like it kept on going but just for her I was like um, wait a minute no it's clever that's genius <laughs> and you know they used the more obvious stuff that Thor has used so different pantheons of gods had a different yeah. um font of speak of speaking but the the sergeant jack's thing genuinely made me go Oh, that's clever.
0: Nice. Oh, that's good. That's, yeah, that was... It's good because it's one of those things it has been... Obviously, it's been done in the past, but it's the way he's implemented all of that into this world is incredible because, obviously, sometimes when the flash goes really fast, they'll, leave, they'll do clever stuff where, or, like, if he's phasing through something, they'll do it, or they'll do... One of my favourite things is they'll put... They'll make the words really blurred, so when he's saying, like, four or whatever, go, four, 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 like... Right, right. Yeah, But was that done before or after 20 years ago? Probably before. Okay. Uh, like, yeah, a lot of it's... Uh... Nah, nah, nah. And also Alan Moore has re- wrote some of that stuff, like DC. Uh, so, so maybe it. Alan
1: Moore's played with text with... Nah, yeah. Is without that... without knowing absolutely everything about comic books ever and not wanting to check Google. We'll never know. But still, yeah. it's not something I've seen before and it was, I thought it was really
0: clever. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's... even if it's done before it's still clever and it's a cool thing to do I never get this whole thing of like not everything has to be an original thought. you know when like do you know what I mean like if someone's used something and it's cool and it's effective for their story let them use it yeah yeah absolutely but I always say that with double page spreads, people oh they're so out of fashion. It's like well, if they're done right, I enjoy them. I, not, I love a double page spread. Yeah, makes it a bit easier on your Didn't mind. Didn't see well. none of them in oh, this though. No, none at all. Not Big a bits single of Not a single double page, page spread. spread. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'll let you carry on. No, that that's it basically i i've, I've
1: gushed I, I i struggled to find anything wrong with this book at all yeah. i suspected i would like it because it's alan moore yeah
0: I, I read the concept and i was like i like that concept it was and then cool, i read yeah. it and i was like this is fantastic it was good as well because sometimes with those concepts you're like oh it's so good of a concept and you're like oh the execution's gotta be and like we've talked about like well, mostly you, but like, doing a lot of chip bits, is the execution is on point with yep. the thingy, and that's that's what you need for one of these books like that. Is there more than just what we read? Like, does yeah, it continue, aren't there's right? more yeah, volumes of it, which I do intend to read now if if I can get them. Yeah, I
1: don't know how easy it will be to get these books.
0: It's true. Yeah. True, true, true,
1: But it's um, it's I think it's a, a lost gem a forgotten classic as
0: far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I don't... I wrote, might, I wrote a load of notes and I've just realised not a single criticism.
0: Yeah. It might Yeah, it might be one of them because it was in the 90s. It might have just got brushed under the rug or something. I mean, yeah. Alan Moore, like, you know, your Watchmans and all them and these swamp things and maybe they just, you know...
1: Well, I mean, I, 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 I
0: really it. like Alan Moore's work and I'd not heard of it. Yeah, it's cool. It's just crazy to think, is There's some creators that create such great pieces that you just... Some just never, unless you delve into it, you never get into it. And I'm glad we did delve into it. And thank you, not this Mark. Me, Mark. The other Mark. Other Mark. Mark with a C. Mark with a C. (laughs) Oh, M-A-C. Oh, Mark Spector, maybe. Mm, Um, No, thank you, Mark, for that um, recommendation. And I'm glad that we did it for trade-off. And I'm glad that, you know it was the last one it leaves us on an even playing field um, it does it does but yeah um, if you've read this book top ten uh, or if you're interested in checking it out we highly recommend it um, and I was going to say if you've got if you've got any more suggestions for trade offs we, we can do don't, don't suggest them because we're not doing any more or unless you want to pan unless you're on a pe- uh what was it petition for trade off to carry oh, at on at least not for a while I think Facebook we, discussion we, we, we did touch on Twitter. the idea that we might resurrect trade off a
1: little bit later yeah. in a year or so maybe maybe one that we can record yeah, at long like, distance
0: if we can find the right way to do it like, it's like comics in it nothing's ever truly dead yeah when, once we're both settled in life or, and decide whether or not we've got time maybe. or like star wars no one's ever really gone true Shows are never really gone true us ours. i hate to say this but this is the last time you're going to hear my voice for a while because this is going to be the end part of geek of the week and when we come back we're going to get like a little preview of what Paula Pass is going to be with Mark and Zach. Absolutely right. Um, We're actually so we recorded this half yeah
1: a week ago, and the, the second the half night. of the show we will actually be recording on our Thursday like we usually will for Paula Pass going forward from October. So it's kind of like a little bit of a preview. A hello to Zach and yeah. stuff, and, and a, so the first half is goodbye phrase, the second half is hello, hello Zach. Zach. So that was Geek of the Week, your final Geek of the Week. But I'm still here even if he's not. So let's start a brand new thing. This is Pull or Pass. to Pull or Pass, your weekly geeky comic book show. I'm Mark, and alongside me is Zach. Hello, Zach.
2: Hey, Mark. How you doing? Welcome to Pull or Pass. This is issue zero. I, I like the idea of it being issue zero. Sounds good. Like, this is the origin story. People come back and dig this out years later. Well, kind of our origin story was you guesting on Geek of the
1: Week a, few, a couple of months back now. And um, I had lots of fun. And when Fraser abandoned me... Did I mention Fraser me? It's come up. It has. Um, I didn't. I didn't want to stop doing um, a weekly comic book show. So I was like, Zach, do you want to do a weekly comic book show? And here we are. We are. So puller Pass is essentially. Pull it's going to be an hour. Yeah, it's going to be an hour. It's um, every Saturday morning, eleven o'clock on Fab Radio, and then on Sunday we'll be putting it on. Um, putting it on. Listen again. And we basically just have a little bit of a chat, and then we get on with the full meat of the show, which is looking at this week's comic books but um, I want to quickly talk about well Joker's out next week, and I'm very, very excited about it, and I want to go and see it
2: have you are you are you excited for Joker? Have you seen the reviews, and what do you think um I've seen a lot of positive reviews, which is nice um I don't know, I have weird feelings about it. Maybe I'm excited? I'm really excited, it looks bloody brilliant. Yeah, it's... It looks good, but I feel like it's not entirely a comic book film. Does that matter? No, but... I, it looks like it's, it's a Scorsese film that incidentally has The Joker in it. That's made, that, that's made me want it even more. Yeah, okay. Alright, I can, I can see that from you. Um... I know there's been some mixed responses from people online kind of anticipating it, so. Don't well, you've seen it's out next or, week, so. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, um, we'll see We'll see who's right. We will.
1: Cynical Zach
2: or Giddy Mark. Goodness me. I'm not sure this is the way the show should be no, starting
1: because I'm really
2: cynical usually. Um, maybe episode zero shouldn't be something the world has. Maybe. Maybe. Um, what else have you seen this week in our co- in our beautiful comic book world? Have you seen anything interesting? N- not a great deal. It's been pretty pretty Slow quiet news, news really week. Right. Um, it's an announcement that after Tom King finishes his Batman run, it's going to be taken over by James Tinian the Fourth. That is a good name. Um, and Tony S. Daniel, who's done kind of bits of Batman on an art. That's a fine name, but it's not like somebody
1: the it's not got a number at the end. No, it yeah. matters.
2: Um, so they they're both experienced with Batman. Um, James Tinian IV um, <laughs> has done um, Detective Comics since okay. Rebirth. So they both previously have worked on Batman, um, which is cool. I, I don't know how it's going to follow on from Tom King, but I know Tom King's run's been pretty divisive. Some people love it and some people hate it. So it's the Marmite of Batman runs. It's Bat- Marmite Mite. of Batman? I oh, know, Batman's a real thing. God damn it. Batmite? <laughs> Batmite, yeah. What's that? Little um, fifth-dimensional Batman, like uh, Mister Mixterplex. Mister what then? You know, Superman villain who's got the name that can't be pronounced. Mixterplex, Mixtaplex, uh. Mike. I'm not. I'm not oh. good with DC. L- little guy, little cartoon guy, white hair, little bowler hat, just messes with Superman. Bat- okay. Batman's like a Batman equivalent, but he just okay. really likes Batman. Okay. This is a tangent, isn't it? But always, why, why wouldn't we want tangents? True. Love a good tangent. Mm. I tell
1: you what else I spotted that I really, I, I genuinely liked it on the Marvel Entertainment YouTube. There's a weird kind of sorta of motion comic thing. Okay. It's like a preview or a prequel or a extra little bit to Absolute Carnage, and it's called Breakout. It's okay. It's like a five minute animated thing where. Um, a cop chats to Norman Osborne
2: who thinks he's Clintus Cassidy. Yeah, after uh, the end of Dan Yeah, Red Goblin Run.
1: And it's just a nice little animated thing. It's it's somewhere between like an old school animation, like, I don't know, X Men or something, and a motion comic. And it's just a nice little thing. It's five minutes, it's worth
2: looking up. That sounds cool. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to Absolute Carnage. I've kind of Decided to save myself for the trade, because I've been buying Venom in trade. Right. Um, I have read most of the Venom run, but it's real good. Really, really good.
1: And have a little lucky at the little video. Yeah, I definitely
2: good. will. That sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other thing I had for news is something that only I'm really going to care about, I imagine. Is but... it something to do with Valiant? Yeah. You do like your Valiant? <laughs> I do like Valiant. I like Valiant a lot. Um, and it's that this week they've put up a kind of single panel uh, of a Quantum and Woody teaser that just says we're going to be superheroes again Quantum um, so there's going to be a new Quantum and Woody series in 2020 I'm excited I know you like your I'm Quantum I'm sure and Woody. dozens of other Valiant fans are excited too well you know I, I do like Quantum Woody talking about Quantum and Woody that is a good time for a plug Zach yeah isn't it just incidentally uh, this coming Tuesday at Fab Cafe no nope, not at Fab Cafe at Retro Bar Retro Bar uh, we like Fab Café, we, we it's do a like bit Fab. loud for the book group. It is. So Retro Bar, Tuesday, we'll be hosting Manchester Comic Book Club for 2017's Quantum and Woody.
1: Yeah, come and yeah. join us. What time does it start? Seven? Uh, it starts at seven, yeah. Seven, Retro Bar, we, we, we read a book. We talk about a book. It's like a book club. Yeah, that's what you might call it. It is a book club, but it's with comics. Yeah, the best kind of book. Yeah, come and say hello. I know I will. Well... Yeah, it's your book club. This is Pull or Pass. This is Pull or Pass. And very quickly, going to explain the concept of Pull or Pass. We have... We have pulls. And if people don't know what a pull is, it is a casual subscription service at your local comic book shop. If you buy a comic book that is a number one or whatever... And you take it to the counter, the um, the clerk or the, the, the shop assistant, whatever you want to call them, they will ask you if you want to put it on your pull. Your pull is essentially, they keep back each issue of the comics that you add to your pull so that you can collect them when it's more convenient to you. And that's basically all comic shops do that. And so what we do with pull or pass is we read two new comic books, we have a little bit of a chat about them, and then we decide whether or not we're going to add them to Apple, or whether or not we're going to pass on them. If we'd been better prepared, I'd have actually suggested to Zach that we tell everyone what our current pulls are, but I didn't think to do it until we were on the air
2: next week. We yeah, do we'll do that, that next, next week. week.
1: Issue one. Issue one. That'll be part yeah. of issue one. This is like issue zero. It's just a, just like a, a, a taste. It's a secret one. No it's, one. Yeah. No one knows this is coming yet. They don't. But no, normally we're going to do three books, Yeah. but this week we picked two really meaty comic books. Yeah, we did. Later on, we're going to be talking about 2000 AD, issue 2150, but first up, this one was your choice, Zach, Harleen.
2: Harleen. Um, So Harleen is kind of an origin of one Harley Quinn. Like a new origin, though, isn't it? A a new origin. It's clearly taken in... Reimagining... Yeah, taking it now. You imagine the animated series and the uh, New Fifty Two Origins, and just smushing them together, adding some new things. Um, c- kind of a darker retelling. It's DC Black Label, which they're dark and gritty and for I, adults. And I wanted to talk about Black Label because they kind of
1: usurped my beloved Vertigo, and yeah, a I really bit. wanted to dislike
2: this book, but spoilers: I did not dislike this book. It, I think Black Label's a weird one because although it feels like it is kind of happening in place of Vertigo or this in Young Animal are kind of taking Vertigo's place, it feels like Black Label is also kind of... It's doing a lot of Batman books. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: Well, there's, a, there's been a lot of adult Batman stuff already, hasn't there? I mean, yeah. Killing Joke is savage and it, it feels like Batman fits nicely in the Black Label vibe. Especially the, for all these little non-canon Yeah, I mean, fights. my mum and dad think that all Batman is you know, um Burt Ward and the other guy. Burt Ward was Robin, he was the other guy. He played sixties ba- Adam West and Burt Ward. And if you're in your sixties, that's probably what you think what you think of as Batman. But for me, Batman is dark, Batman is nasty, Batman is adult. And so this was very much down my my Batman street.
2: I can see that, yeah, coming up from the, you know, the comics you've read. Mm.
1: And I, I um, being you.
2: How pretty was this book? Uh, really, really pretty. Oh my. It's, um So it's written and I was going to say directed by, but no, it's written and drawn by Stefan Saik. Uh. I, I think is the pronunciation. Okay. It's it's not a name I'm good with. There's a lot of letters going on, um, but he did Sunstone and he's done some different fantasy books for um, Image over the years. So I was kind of looking forward to this because he is a really really good artist mm. yeah absolutely it is
1: the art blew me away in this book but it's oversized and it's got a lush kind of like posh front cover and it's obviously they're taking it for me they they're, they're clearly taking it serious this is black label this is what yeah. we're doing now this is a big a big deal they've made a big deal of it
2: yeah it it looks like a good finished product the the size is Kind of European comic size, yeah, so kind that's of right. Oversized, I can't think what the term is. Oversized 2000 yes. AD sized, some might say, yes. We're talking 2000 AD later, we it? are. Huh? It all ties together, doesn't it? Deliberately, mm, um, you just picked a book and I picked a book that happens to both be. Oversized. <laughs> um, but yeah, art's really nice. My only complaint would be with the art would be that there are times when his characters kind of look like characters from his other books, which. I suppose is the downside of he makes everyone really, really pretty. You know? Yeah, the Joker is hot, and I'm
1: like, the Joker shouldn't be hot. Oh wait, should the Joker be hot because she's fallen in love with him? And I'm I'm confused about the Joker being hot because I've never ever thought of the Joker as hot. And he's got there's one panel where he's got this kind of like um, very kind of sensual smile. If this wasn't a family show, I'd say it's another term to describe that, that a similar vibe. But it, I'm like. Wow.
2: Joker's hot. And I, I, I wasn't ready for hot Joker. I don't know if anyone will be ready for no. hot Joker. But it's good to know that's your thing now. Well, clearly. Um, but yeah, ri- ridiculously pretty characters throughout. Yes. That, yeah, that that that's true. Killer Croc included. I know Killer Croc wasn't <laughs> as killery D- despite, you know, all the chains and Hannibal Lecter mask still. But that, what, still a real looker. There
1: were some very, very nice panels of the art telling a story without words in this book. Yeah, there was like two or three incident in, in, instances, and I was like, "Oh, this is really good." You, not using words, but still getting the message across was great.
2: Which I, I guess is something he did. He uh, well, Stephen Sayek did a lot in uh, Sunstone. There's a lot of kind of just visual panels and doing different interesting panel mm, layouts. Mm. So playing through strengths, and it, it really works. And uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for a full-page spread.
1: And in this kind of size as well, there's one particular instance of a serious level of full-page spread pornography. I just I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's a really nice full-page spread. Are we
2: talking the Batman-Joker fight, 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 fight scene? Yeah. Okay, it was yeah. out of this
1: world. It was like it was like something you just put on your wall. It was brilliant.
2: Yeah, fair. It was a good page.
1: I um I also want to talk about the writing. I felt like there were there was some su- superb, snappy lines, but I also felt like there was quite a lot of believable dialogue as well. Like like her name being mispronounced,
2: because she's got an odd name. You think People- Quinzel isn't a go to name? Well no. Quinzel? Quinzel? exactly do you know you don't even know how to pronounce it and i like how
1: they played with that and i found i just felt that i liked the relationship of chandra and and harleen how one of them was a cynic and one of them was a uh, an, an optimist i just i really liked it i yeah. really liked the the it felt more real than some comic books sometimes are
2: yeah and again not to keep going back to the same well but i, I think the experience he brings from writing sunstone beforehand which is all about relationships Uh, kind of ties into this obviously he's got that knowledge to draw from because he's already been doing it for a while um i think that's an interesting thing as well um with it being a harley Quinn origin i was curious about where the series was going to go and um obviously we know harley and joker ends up as a pretty abusive relationship and so i was Curious how they were going to play towards that, but obviously with this being set so far before, it's kind of just focus on the relationship as it was. It's quite romantic, which maybe... Feels I, weird. It does
1: feel weird, but even abusive relationships start nice.
2: Yeah, I, I guess. And it's... it's it's
1: Yeah, and it's, it's almost creepy. I wouldn't call it a cliffhanger at the end,
2: because everybody knows yeah, what yeah, happens. We, we know where it's going to go. But it which... sent a
1: shiver down my spine. And... The cheeky two-face origin that they threw in was great
2: yeah. as well. It, it was nice to see different characters, obviously, before the point we see them at normally. Yeah. Um And the point where they met each other and he put a gun
1: in her face and there was um, panels around the image of him putting the gun in her face. It was... Yeah. It, that that was a. Yeah. I wasn't... I went into this expecting oh, a bit of DC this. Because I'm not like I'm I'm not shy about saying how I'm not that into DC, but I am a bit kind of into DC, I, good DC.
2: I've always had a weird relationship with DC. When I first got into comics, I was really heavily into DC, mm. and then New Fifty Two felt a little bit like they were kind of pushing against existing readers, mm. which I'm sure Fraser touched upon in some episodes. I'm in sure of, some of point. I, I, I kind of switched off when he talked about DC. <laughs> um, so I, I guess yeah, this is. Rebirth's been really good. Black Label has had some mixed things. I know the uh And that's where I like DC issue is. Was. it's
1: the dark stuff. It's yeah it's a killing joke, it's Vertigo, it's Arkham Asylum, it's
2: it's Batman. It thinking Batman. about it. Well that was something that I wanted to touch upon as well, is that obviously heading into October we've got The Joker as you mentioned and mm-hmm. uh, obviously they've launched Harleen, which does feature the Joker quite a lot. Black Label's got the second part of White Knight coming out. Jeff Lemire's got a Joker series starting called Killer Smile. So, there's a lot of Joker and a lot of Batman. And obviously now is the right time for them to try it. It's almost like they're milking a cash cow, Zach. I mean, you could say that if you were quite cynical about it. Uh, See, I've got back to being (laughs) cynical. This is much more like me. I am... You can't blame them. Obviously the film's got rave critical reviews, so they're going to go... Yeah, all, all the Joker, all the Joker tie-ins, all the Batman Joker, and and I don't hate DC. I've never hated DC. I've just enjoyed, I,
1: and I, I I like indies more than I like Marvel these days as well. I I just like self-contained worlds rather than a complex world that I can't get my head around because I'm not super invested into it like the DC yeah. universe. You know,
2: I think that's the benefit of something like this, although it is DC, it does feel yeah. more like an indie book and it gives Harley a chance to stand on her own as a character. That's probably why I liked it. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think it's nice to not feel stuck in the DC universe and I know particularly throughout my reading of DC, Marvel, whatever, I, I can get hung up on continuity quite easily. And being kind of free of that, it's kind of nice. Mm. And a good return of an origin can be good. Yeah, I think so, so. yeah, I like this.
1: So, Zach, Harleen, pull or pass? I'm going to go pull. You see? It feels weird. Now I know you've gone pull. You want to go pass? Well, no, I, I want to go pull, but it is a very expensive book. Maybe I'll just read yours. And that's the cynic in me. But no, it's a pull for me. Because it was a pleasant surprise and it blew me away. But I might read yours. <sighs>
2: well <laughs> I suppose that's fair. You know, pull past, borrow. <laughs> trade.
1: Oh let's not let's not let's not get all Oh, do you know i, I don't I, I not like, a snappy name if we have four options. No, it's not. they're, they're probably gonna be the options, aren't they?
2: We're going to, there's going to be books we're going to read and I think, yeah, there's going to be some that you want to borrow off me, I want to borrow off you and some that we want to buy the trades of, (laughs) which apparently the trade for this is out in like two months time. So, so it's a three issue limited series and then straight after they're releasing the trade. I did not know it was three issue limited, but I think it's three issue limited. I assumed it was going to be pretty brief, obviously, if you tell an origin, you've only got so long to do that origin in. True. Before you know, you're dressed as a clown holding people at gunpoint. Quite. Indeed.
1: Should we move on to 2000
2: AD? Yeah, let's do it. 2000 AD 2150.
1: 2150. um, We we picked this particular issue of 2000 AD because it's an explicit jumping on uh, issue of the book. They do this once or twice a year where all the stories are finished and all the stories that are in that issue, they start at number one or part one of that story. And They use and the then, word prog a lot. It's what? They use the word prog, prog. prog. They do use the word prog. It just means comic, don't
2: it? Or Pre- issue presumably progressive. So, prog- uh, is is this prog zero?
1: This is prog Ooh, zero, prog zero. zero. Of,
2: of, of, of full of It's Going to be a hard
1: sell to the general public. Maybe, maybe. But they, this this is a bumper issue uh, with a lot more pages than usual. It's usually two ninety nine a week. This was a fiver. Yeah, and I, and I threw my dummy at the front, like a fiver, until I saw
2: that... I'd bought Harleen, and, and Harleen was like a fiver as well. Exactly right. Exactly right. It's been an expensive week here on Polo Pass. It has. But as of next week, we're sponsored
1: by Travelling Man. We are. They are lovely. They used to sponsor Geek of the Week, but now they sponsor Polo Pass. And uh, they help us out by um, providing us with the comic books that we want. And um, we love Travelling Man. They are good people. And they're your local comic book shop in York. Leeds, Newcastle and Manchester. I'm probably biased, but Manchester's probably the best one because they're the one that we go to.
2: I've had a running joke for many years that there is no shop in Newcastle because it's the only one I've never been to Uh, and been close to. So I have my doubts. I've never been to Newcastle.
1: I don't have any desire to go to Newcastle.
2: Maybe we'll do a, you know, pull our path road trip and we'll go hit up Newcastle, see what it's like. No, we'll just go to Manchester. Never mind.
1: But yeah, check out your local travelling man. They are brilliant people. If you want a pull, they are the perfect people to have your pull at. a lot of P's in that sentence. Precisely. I had to think of a word that perfect. agreed with you that began with a P. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite quick, I thought. should we're we talk right. about British comics? We can try. We are British, after all, and we're reading... And I'm, I'm, I am conscious that it's going to be mostly American, so I would like to put some British stuff on this show occasionally. But it's hard there's 2000 ad and
2: there's 2000 ad i i know uh there's a company in london called comic house house like h-a-u-s yeah. german like um they do a similar thing to 2000 ad uh, but obviously there's come out much more sporadically because it's a independent thing
0: mm.
2: we could we, read the phoenix but that's we could read phoenix. that is the children I'm not above that.
0: Although
1: Bunny
2: versus Monkey is magnificent. I always hear a lot of good things about the various Phoenix... phoenix, phoenix Get on Bunny versus Monkey phoenix. is wonderful. Good words. Um, maybe one day, when they have the next yeah. jumping on point with all the new progs.
1: I'm not sure that's how it works with the Phoenix.
2: <laughs> Only one way to find out, Mark.
1: Well... 2,000 AD is a book where I, 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 I've I never really bought 2,000 AD, but I've bought a lot of trades. I like Judge Dredd. I like the Judge Dread world. And I've found that the trades that I've read that are kind of standalone, I've really enjoyed. Flesh was great. And Fiends of the Eastern Front was sublime. And um, I've, I've dabbled with um, George Anderson as well. And Judge Death was the coolest thing in the playground for at least a week when I was at school at one point. So, um, I, am very fond of 2000 AD. I've got a lot of judge dread, but I've never actually bought, really bought the, um, 2000 AD weekly magazine with the exception of two or three jump ons ago. I bought one Mm -hmm. and I didn't get on with it. And I was gutted because I really, really wanted to. And so I'm a little bit cautious because again, I've, the opposite to Harlem, i wanted to dislike it and loved it yeah and this i want to like it but I'm, and I'm, i was worried that i wasn't gonna like it okay do you want to quickly go through the what is it one two three four five six the eight stories that they had one by one yeah super quick super quick super quick okay the first one was judge Dredd, guatemala, guatemala. called guatemala that's right and um I, I, I loved how this is a jump on issue that is explicitly designed to bring back old readers or. or um, Crack open some new readers. Or, ones. yeah, get new readers involved. And I thought that they did really well with the Judge Dredd story. They gave you a shocking moment for your long term Judge Dredd readers who might be coming back, but they also gave you, gave you a pretty cool cliffhanger and, and, and a very icky antagonist droid. For people who had never really read anything before, so it was, I, I thought well played more than anything that particular story.
2: Weirdly enough, I, I, I'm the opposite with this. Okay, go on. So, so the character that dies at the start, we can we can say it's Judge Hershey. She's been dying for years. True, but I don't know that because I haven't read that much 2000 AD. Okay, so for me it was a kind of I don't know about this. I also felt weird about um, El Presidente, Poncho, Pancho. Right it just seemed quite stereotypical that, you know, Pancho, he's got a huge moustache, he's a dictator type. It all seemed quite, you know, just like they'd given us quite a general, the the idea was good, you know, robot overlord, big fan, love it. You know, Descender, right? Well, yeah, I mean, 2008 is a lot older than Descender. True, but in this instance, it just felt a bit, generic as a character type. I also felt weird about the fact that they kept referring to El Presidente as it when it's like, but clearly from his point of view with his moustache and his fake hair, he's a guy. Which well, seems I th- weird. I think it was, um, the thing about Judge Dredd is he's not a nice guy. He's right wing, well, he's true. vicious,
1: he's completely and utterly um, unmovable when it comes to his lawful look at life. And um, he's never been played as a goodie.
2: Yeah, and true. And I
1: think there's an element of using the term it as a um, term of a term of insult. And I Yeah. Think, I think showing an ignorance is important because Judge Dredd was never supposed to be a goodie.
2: Yeah, okay, fair play. I guess I wasn't looking at it from that point of view. But
1: then again, yeah, but okay. that's important because I like Judge Dredd. I've read a lot of Judge Dredd and you haven't, so... It's interesting. So so did you get nothing from Hershey's death? Did you just feel it like, who's this?
2: Oh, I don't care. Or was it like a... It, it wasn't so much not caring as just feeling under-informed. And obviously right. in, in six pages there's not a lot you can hit on. No. Um, I mean, I know I, I know bits of Judge dread. I've read some. I can't remember what I've read. i have probably read America, maybe? Yeah, or... you, I think you made me read America. I think
1: I've of, made you read America.
2: Many, many moons ago. That's great. Some of the best Judge
1: Dredd. But that wasn't actually from 2018. That was from the Judge Dredd, Judge Dredd a magazine. Oh, yeah. Uh, Aye. That's interesting that we didn't agree on the Judge Dredd. Should we have a look at the next one?
2: Yeah, by all means.
1: Hope Under Fire. Hope Under Fire. I liked how they had a colour story, a black and white story, a colour story, and a black and white story. And it felt right that they the, the stories they'd picked for black and white felt right in black and white. I, I wouldn't want to read The Walking Dead in
2: colour, for example. Yeah, you need the, the impacts more when it's not focused on, like The Walking Dead is focused on, the, it, it takes away the focus from gore and takes it towards like the storytelling. Yeah. Um. Interestingly, yeah, I thought Hope suited being black and white, but some of the others I felt could have benefited from some colour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, is, this is going to be a lot of us disagreeing on. That may be. Some details. We'll see. We'll, we'll get there. This was the first particularly gruesome moment in in
1: Hope Under Fire, and then it was basically gruesome across the board when it came to this issue. There was a lot of more graphic mm. violence than I was expecting because 2000 AD was always a comic for kids in Britain, and but uh, not anymore. Well, I like it, and I, I think their, their I think their readership is probably aging as well, mm. and. Um, yeah, I really like this. I thought the setting was great. I liked the usage of font. And um yeah, the, the first page
2: was this is what we're doing with this book. Yeah. Um it was an interesting one. I um I'm not big on war stories normally. Normally. But, um ha- having bits of that in there is kind of I I guess kind of subverting what I expected from a war story. Mm. And the um the weird thing about thought bubbles was interesting, but Word. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's the only way to put it, really. <laughs> I don't know how to talk about it without no. being like, it's weird. Should we talk about, about Brink? Brink? Yeah, let's talk about Brink. They censored the swearing. They did, but they made it funny.
1: Yes. And that's what I was going to say. It's, it was it was a clever gag.
2: Yeah, as, as a recurring gag as well. Yeah.
1: But I, the story was fun. The artwork was not for me, but it didn't, Really, wasn't to its detriment.
2: I just wasn't blown away with it like I was in Hope Under Fire. See, I quite liked this. <laughs> for goodness' sake, <laughs> um, it felt almost more, more like a I- image sci-fi book in in some ways. I, I don't know if that was Eric Anderson yeah. style artwork yeah, for it. I can't remember the name of the artist, which I feel bad about. <laughs> um, but it was very similar to that, like Squirrel Girl artwork. Mm. And I know you're not a Squirrel Girl I'm fan. No Squirrel fan. Girl so, fan. Um, this was. I've written down who wrote it. This was Dan Abnett. So he's done many years of 2000 AD and sci-fi books. Dan Abnett's written everything. Yeah. Um, I'm trying not to be bitchy, but I am going to be bitchy. Um, About Abnett?
1: No, about (laughs) the term Jesus not getting a fine. And also religion isn't gone in the late 21st century. Um, I, I try not to be like this, but I'm humanist. And I just don't believe that by the end of the 21st century religion will either be completely gone or completely rule the world. I don't. I didn't feel that... There'd be middle ground.
2: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Which yeah, the only thing that. I
1: would say about the book that, I didn't, that, didn't, that didn't ring well with me. Should we talk about Future Shocks?
2: Yes, Future Shocks. So
1: Future Shocks, if you didn't know, is very old school 2000 AD. It was originally created by Alan Moore and mm. the whole point of it was that a Future Shock was a short story in graphic form. And it didn't continue. It was always a self-contained little story, each issue. And I was like, have oh, they got Alan Moore? Oh, they haven't got Alan Moore. But it was still very good. I enjoyed the twist. I liked their um, their bravery on talking about slavery. Mm. I thought it was good.
2: Yeah, really good. Um, this was actually the one that I thought with it being kind of sci-fi, could have benefited from some colour, rather than being black and white. Um, Maybe, yeah. But... um I did really like this one. Um, yeah, I think this and Brink were more of what I was expecting from 2018, more of the future sci-fi um yeah. stuff like that. Uh, there are words written here. Let me have a look at them. I <laughs> um, thought the swerve was quite good for the ending, the twist. Yeah. Um, That's very much the idea with Future yeah, but, Shocks, though.
1: It's supposed to be like that. and it, So it was a nice little homage to lots and lots of old Future Shocks.
2: Yeah, I, I can see that. Um I know the whole premise of Future Shocks, as you've explained it, mm. and um, yeah, pr- pretty solid story, yeah. pretty concise. Um, it was one of the stories in this that I read and thought, what you've done here in six pages is something that Image would have stretched out for, like, four volumes. It was
1: definitely very concise, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, it's...
2: And I, 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 I like Future Shocks, I always have done and I was
1: pleased that this was good, even without Alan Moore. Yeah. You can't always have Alan Moore.
2: No. He's retired. Allegedly. Yeah. should we talk about George Anderson George Anderson side vision I loved this
1: cynical little self contained story and it's the longest story in the book yeah it was <clears throat> it was grim it was satirical it it kind of like poked fun at modern life
2: with science fiction it was what I would call proper 2000 AD was- full on 2000 AD I think so, th- throughout reading 2008 AD, I did have to refer back to the kind of intro page every now and again. You know it confused Yes. With the synopsis. And I think as soon as I read the words, Judge Death the Movie... It was great. It, it was kind of a... I'm pretty sure I know where this is going to go as a story. So, I, I don't think it was the most unpredictable ride. No. But it worked. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Well, and it was good. One thing I'd also like to point out is... Um...
1: Previously, when I read Judge Anderson, I haven't really played with 2080 very much recently, but when I read Judge Anderson, she's been a lot more attractive. And I think this is great. I think that making her less attractive but brilliant at her job yeah. is probably a better take on Judge Anderson than it makes her more... <laughs> for someone who's got side powers, it almost makes her more real. I really okay. liked the fact that they again. It's another. It's a brave move. Mm. Kind of most comic books will kind of make their characters more attractive over time. They'll emphasise the boobs or you know what I mean. I mean don't get me wrong. There was still some of that in here. There was, but she came. Her her face was drawn a lot more plain than she perhaps has been in in the past. And yeah, I thought that was brave. I thought that was brilliant. Or maybe that's just me overthinking stuff.
2: I am. Um... I I get where you're coming from overall I wasn't a huge fan of the art here Um, it felt quite 90s which no it was a bad thing I know you do (laughs) Um, but yeah good good weird little self contained story yeah good good swerve and calling the actor Jim Scary yeah Yeah. again classic 2018 big fan of that
1: let's talk about Defoe ah yes oh my goodness full page spread (laughs) And again, that's another one that I really... I thought this really did benefit from black and white. Are you going to tell me
2: otherwise? I I just struggled with this from start to finish. I'm not going to lie to you. So did I. Okay, good, good, good. Cool. I thought the concept was brilliant. The way it was told was weird. Weird.
1: I thought this was the weakest of the eight.
2: It almost felt like three different bits of story kind of with huge chunks chopped out from between them. Mm. So things were happening and it was very much just moving on. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, yeah, this was the one where I consulted the kind of intro bit a couple of the times. Most. Like, <laughs> I just kept reading it thinking, no, I still don't understand. Um, yeah, just a weird, the art was good, um, but weird, mm. just weird storytelling, um, quite choppy. Yeah. For I didn't get that word either. I, I thought it was weird at the end that it was just like, Defoe, zombies, am I right? It's like, yeah, bedlam. It's just yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, weird feelings about that one. Should we move on to Sinister Dexter? Yes, let's do that.
1: So, the word "funt" as <laughs> a swear word again. You
2: this know exactly is, what it's getting at. I well, mean. that's the
1: thing. It. <clears> what's worse, the word "funt" clearly being the obvious choice of word, or the censoring. I don't, I don't, I, I just, it, it really stuck out. And, and Drock is a term that Judge Dredd has always used, which again means the same word. And you've got Lobo who uses Bastiche. And I just, I know Lobo's DC, but what I'm getting at, I, I just think in comics, it's silly. Even, everyone knows what you mean, even the youngest of readers knows what you mean. And I get why you have to do it but it's always made, I've always felt it's a bit hokey.
2: I, I can get where you're coming from. I see I, have, I have a weird love of it from... Um, so, Guardians of the Galaxy on and off, they use flark. I love flark. Flark! It,
1: it just flark, means that word. Flark is
2: so dumb, but it's, it's kind of great, you know? Yeah. Every now and again, I like the awkwardness of it all. Uh,
1: yeah, it, it made me. me smile. It did make me smile because it's done so much... And I don't know, I guess if you want kids to read and you can get away with it,
2: then do not? uh... Don't don't you like knowing that some poor sci-fi writer is sat in a room trying to come up with an alternative swear word? (laughs) And I think that's interesting here. So this and um, Brink are both Dan Abnett. Right. So we get both sides of it here. We get his made-up swearing and his censored swearing. Oh, I
1: hadn't clocked that? Yeah.
2: Okay, brilliant. So I
1: think Dan has obviously decided that he's going to be doing lols with swearing for this issue. Good for him. Got to do what you got to do, you know. I felt about this story that it was quite low key and an interesting intro, but then made it quite
2: obvious that something big is coming. Yeah. And it, that's a nice way to deal with only having six pages. Yeah, it was um, quite oh, an understated cliffhanger, I guess. It's kind of just, and this is the end of this bit. We're moving on, which, yeah, quite quite intrigued by the concept. I, I I think this is one of the ones I was edge was like I do want to know more, right? Um, and I think it's at this point I'm like, okay, I get I get this. So it's it's six pages, and you know, obviously for for some stories you're gonna be like, I need to know more, and others you're gonna not care that much, which is Mm. the nature of I guess all anthologies. As well, with, yeah. Within comics, with, yeah. Within any anthology, and that's the thing. This is a weekly anthology, isn't it? So next week, I could find out more about. It You could. X, That's that's kind of the idea, isn't it? Yeah. And
1: finally, <laughs> we've got Dead World. Which... We do have Dead World. Are you aware of what Dead World is? Um, only based on a paragraph worth of intro. Yeah, there's a gigantic <laughs> amount of 2000, 2000 AD lore involved in Dead, Word. Dead and World. And I felt that. Yeah, and. So I, I have a feeling you're not going to like it. So very, very quickly, Judge Death is one of the very worst... Of death world. ...evil death guys world. Yeah. that Judge Dredd's ever encountered. And completely iconic, I'm massively cultish.
2: What's always thrown me about uh, Judge Death is when I was in secondary school, there was a Judge De- a Judge Death collection in the school library. And I'm still trying to figure out how and why that's <laughs> so weird
1: yeah but he's he's very iconic bad guy wise but there's there's huge amounts of, but the, the judges went crazy in Dead World and killed it as it's, you do in a, in a nutshell okay. and then they came to Judge Dredd's world to do the same to theirs so it's again it's wibbly wobbly timey wimey alternative reality which I do like sci-fi stuff and I think this is fascinating for people who are fans of 2000 AD. I think looking at looking at where Judge Death came from and how it became the world that he destroyed is fascinating.
2: Okay, yeah, but I agree. I can do see think there's an element of isolating people who don't know the law. It was, yeah, I, I mean, it, it was a decent little chapter. Yeah. And a very little chapter it was. It was bleak um, and grim and dirty, which is perfect for Dead World. <laughs> But I do feel like without that little intro, I yeah. would have been pretty clueless for this one.
1: Um, right. With and the how art, did that
2: feel? Did that did that ruin the story for you? Or I mean, I, I went along with it, but I would. It's kind of thing where I feel like more knowledge would have helped me with this one. Right. I made a note as well that the art style was very similar to like you know Renato Gadis, who did mm-hmm. well. He's still doing Cyllods at Valiant, which I think did we review or did you review? I've definitely reviewed it on the last on Geek of the Week. But quite similar art. Right, I, thought
1: I felt that the art would really work realistic. for the vibe of the story and the vibe of Dead World. I yeah, was really nice,
2: kind of graphic and just
1: yeah. worked. Yeah, Eeky.
2: yeah.
1: But mm. looking at this list now, over a third of it was quite Judge Dread Law heavy. And yeah,
2: side division dead. World. So I
1: was Judge coming Dread into itself. it as a fan who had lapsed and never really read 2000 AD, and I liked the Judge Dredd law-heavy stuff, the Anderson stuff, the Dead World stuff, Hershey dying, but I think you can't win with a jump on issue
2: completely. Yeah, of course. And I wonder—is the balance about right? What do you think? Um, I think it's a weird one. I think I'm—I've never read 2000 AD. As the magazine, I've read bits of collections and stuff. So I think for Jump On Points, I'm kind of used to that Marvel approach to jumping on points where everything's like, this is Spider-Man. And obviously, you know that, but we're going to write this first issue as if you've no idea who Spider-Man is. Right. So I guess I was coming to it with more of that kind of expectation. I think you got that with perhaps Hope Under
1: Fire and Brink. Yeah. Defoe and Sinister Dexter, but you didn't with the old with the, the Judge sword, Dredd stuff felt AD more.
2: stuff. But you guys already know this. And I, I guess that's the divide of, obviously, it's half for new readers and half for lapsed existing readers. Yeah. So, so I, I think they, they got the balance as good as they were going to get it. Yeah, I think... so. I, I liked Brink. I liked Hope. I liked Sinister Dexter, um, probably the most of, so. All right. So which was your favourite? Maybe Brink. Okay. My, mine was Judge Anderson. Yeah, I can um, see. That, I it's a that story a lot. kind of finished product.
1: But I'm a it massive fan of Judge Death, and I loved the satire of it. Uh, but if I had to pick one that was, that was a new story, it was Hope Under Fire, that I liked the most.
2: Okay, yeah, I can see that. Um, Yeah, fair. Mm. I guess that's we were always going to come out of this one with quite different favourites, I think. But I think we could give this to eight different people and we'd come out with eight different answers. Yeah, and that's the thing. I didn't feel like there was anything that was noticeably
1: poor. No. I I I thought everything, the art was great. I thought everything was... um, Brevity is definitely a thing for 2000 AD. They Mm. they tell a lot in
2: not very much time. But I do think there are occasions where it would have been nice to get a little bit more from some of the stories. Mm. But I guess, I don't know, it's, it's a weird one. Do you know how you can do that? Read the I next find issue. The next one, yeah. yeah. I should, should have seen that and walked right into it. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? It's, I even if every story had been 10 pages, that would still only be an 80-page issue. Yeah. Which, for a fiver, as you might have mentioned. Mm. So, Zach, 2000 AD, pull or pass? I think I'm going to go pass, but I will gladly borrow it from you. Yeah, and you might read <laughs> some of the trades. Yeah, I think this is one where I, I would definitely go for some of the trades for it. Do you feel like you were pleasantly surprised by what you got,
1: or what we what it was similar to what you were expecting, or how do you feel it was compared to what
2: your expectations? Um, I think my expectations were a little bit met. and a little bit I it's a, like I say I was expecting more of a hey, this is an intro to things, Mm. which wasn't overly there. A lot of it was just, here, have this, it's happening. So I guess my expectations were perhaps not what they should have been, but then, like I say, coming at this from a Marvel jumping on point of view. Um, But yeah, I think the intro page was helpful, and like I said, I did consult that on occasion. Um,
1: For me, it's a surprise pull. I was expecting... I don't know what I was expecting because I didn't get on with the last jumping on point. Yeah. But I really liked. Uh, it felt like it was aimed at me this time. And that's just luck. But Yeah, I, of
2: course.
1: I'm going to read it for a while. I'm going to add it to my poll because okay. I, I genuinely enjoyed the stories. And three quid a week, isn't that?
2: Really? It's not too bad, and it is available in, in a lot of places. And
1: it reminded me how much I love Judge Dread, and I've got some Judge Death that I'm going to be reading in the Dead World series. And um, yeah, I I really did enjoy it, and I'm really pleased I enjoyed it because I went into it thinking I'm not going to enjoy this; I'm going to be really sad, and um, I did. So I'm I'm really pleased.
2: Which is one of the things I thought about this is if you have read some collections from 2000 AD Mm. and you were looking to get into it again. I I can see this totally being exactly what you want. Yeah. Evidently it was. Yeah, it really was. Good to know. Do you have any honourable mentions of books that we,
1: you wanted to read for this week, but we didn't, we, we, we just had to cut them.
2: Um, so I was interested in reading Bloodshot. Me too. That was um, one of mine. It's, it's a, Jeff Lemay did, Bloodshot a couple of years ago. He did Bloodshot Reborn, Bloodshot USA, and then Bloodshot Salvation, which mm-hmm. has been so, which is just a solid, solid run. But kind of the series that came after that wasn't great. It kind of obviously didn't have such a solid idea. Yeah. Like, Lemire wrote it for like three years, so he clearly yeah, had Le a Lemire is like the best, though. Yeah. So I, I guess the, the series in between that, that came after that, but before the one that started this week was a little bit hit and miss, so I'm kind of intrigued about if this is going to be I'm, LeMay Bloodshot or... I never
1: read Bloodshot. I've never read Bloodshot. I read the Free Comic Book Day Bloodshot and enjoyed it, so that was That's simply fair. the reason why I wanted to try this new run of Bloodshot.
2: This seems like it's going to be more action, whereas LeMay kind of went heavy on the, but who is Bloodshot and what's he like as a person, which kind of appealed to me. I mean, LeMay has done a lot of good character work, so... Mm-hmm him kind of building the character of Bloodshot up was really interesting to read.
1: The only other one I had was Strikeforce, and I will probably buy that as well. Because Because
2: Blade and Spider-Woman. and Basically, yeah. Just all characters that I like. Yep, absolutely. Um, Strikeforce, I'm interested in. I've been reading Aaron's Avengers, or Jason Aaron's Avengers, which has been really good, and I think all the things that are kind of tying into that. So that's had Blade in it and Vampires lately. Mm. Like Blade, I like Vampires. I've, I've kind of... When I first got into comics, I was really into Blade, Michael Morbius, all these classic kind of over-the-top 90s characters, Ghost Rider, stuff like that. I kind of lapsed on all of that, but now in my late 20s, I've kind of come back around to, actually, all these things are great still. Yeah, they are. (laughs) So, all about the Blade. Brilliant.
1: So next week on Pull or Pass... We've got three choices for you. We're going to do Ghost Rider by Marvel, Dead Eyes by Image, and Ruby Falls by Dark Horse.
2: Yeah,
1: which I'm quite looking forward to all three of. I'm more looking forward to the two indies, because I've, oh, I've had a relationship Rider, with Ghost Rider. i have already
2: plugged that like Ghost Rider a few seconds ago. I know, ago. I know. But we will we, we'll see.
1: And my, my pull list is already ridiculous, so I'm going to try and be a bit more cautious with what I pull. Yeah, fair. He says. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But we'll see. Well, that's all we've got time for this week on Pull or Pass. We've pulled. We've passed. We're going to do it again next week. We hope to see you then.